Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy motherfucking Friday! Can I just say it feels really like a little weird to do that when nobody else is in the room right now. Uh, what's going on, friends? It's the After 9 Podcast, a solo pod with myself, Kat. Uh, Scott is going to visit his son. He's probably on his way right now um, as I speak to you uh, for a long weekend in Indianapolis. So I am happy for him. That's great. I know he uh, loves visiting him and going to the States in general. So very exciting. Uh, He will be back next week. I might end up doing a solo pod Monday, uh, depending on how things go. But I don't believe he's going to be back until Tuesday. So, hey, if I'm not your thing, it's all good. You can just stop this right now and go on and listen to Joe Rogan or something. It's fine. Uh, No, what what I always say about the podcast and the show, never mind just the podcast, but the show, and kind of the the metaphor that we've always worked off of, Scott and myself, is that when you watch a show that you like, that involves multiple people, and that could mean two and that could mean seven, that could mean 10, you have the characters that you love and sometimes you grow to love. And it's kind of similar with a radio show or a podcast um, where it's a friends analogy, basically. So you might watch the show because you love Rachel, but the person next to you watches the show because they love Chandler. And so we always think of ourselves as a team and we understand that one person's cup of tea is not everybody's cup of tea. And I think that the sooner that we all realize that in life, like, wouldn't it be nice to know that in like your, in your teen years where you're like, it's okay if not everybody likes me. Um, Nonetheless, uh, that aside, I do have a few things I want to talk to you about, but I promise you, because you know, Scott is more into the politics stories than me. And again, that's why I love uh, our dynamic because Scott is so good with that and he's on it. And he stays on it and he talks about the things that um, everybody is very passionate about. So I don't want to talk too much about the Doug Ford announcement, but I will mention it real quick. I'm going to do that first. And then I'm going to tell you why today you're probably not going to have sex. And then <laughs> and then um, I like this list because I'm a movie person. And since Scott is in here, I feel like it's a perfect time to talk about the most anticipated movies of 2024 because I geek out about these kinds of things. Even though I don't get to watch all of them when they come out all the time because I have kids, I'm going to blame the kids on that one um, because it's not as easy to get out and do that for the adult movies, as I like to call them. Not those movies, you freaks. Uh, and then I want to talk about uh, the guy in Toronto that won so much money, but says he's still going to work. And I'm going to call fucking bullshit on that. And I could say that now uh, in the radio show. I couldn't. And I want to talk to you about an event that I have coming up in, in Cambridge. Um, and particularly for that one, I want to talk to ladies about that. And then we'll just talk uh, about uh, this weekend. Does that sound good? I gave you the full rundown. I gave you the full rundown about what's to come. But uh, we will start with the announcement that came down from Douglas Ford yesterday. It was, I mean, these things always leak in advance, uh, but we knew it was coming. But Doug Ford did confirm, yes, indeed, alcohol sales are coming to convenience stores, and that's going to be a great thing for everybody. I did learn a couple of things about that, including that it means a bit of a decrease in the taxes 
uh, on some wine potentially with this announcement. But let's hear from Doug first. You know, you can't have all of Canada, all the U.S., the entire world, being able to go into uh, a big box store, a retailer, and pick up a case of beer or a bottle of wine. We, we got to treat our, our people of Ontario like adults, and that's what we're doing. Uh, they have a responsibility uh, to drink uh, responsibly, uh, don't drive, uh, take an Uber, take a taxi, but that's, that's what we're doing. We're actually uh, treating people like, like adults, and I have all the confidence in the world and the people of Ontario that they're going to be responsible. Okay, there it is. Uh, Doug Ford on that. So with this, the changes include the fact that beer, wine, cider, coolers, seltzers, and other drinks are going to come to all participating convenience stores. And that part's important because some convenience stores can say no, and that's okay. And also grocery stores. So the convenience factor is there. That's the whole point of it. And also being treated, <laughs> being treated like adults, as he said. Um, there you go. Um, it's going to remove pack size restrictions and exclusivity, meaning all pack sizes are going to be allowed to be sold in all participating stores, including 12 packs, 24 packs, and even 30 packs. But I've talked about this before. I know there's some convenience stores as they're being built, they're preparing for this because they already knew it was coming. I'm going to save most of the comment section on this um, for my convo with Scott when he gets back. We'll do like a bit of a recap of what happened because I know some people want to hear from Scott on, on this one. Today... You're probably not going to have sex. I came across th across this and I saw thought this was stupid, to be honest with you, because I don't like when people tell us that we're not supposed to do something on a day or that this day is for that. I don't know why. Lack of control to me, for me. I don't know what it is. I'll see my therapist about it. But I, uh, they say December 15th is the most sexless day. A decrease in hours of daylight during cold months. And sure, okay, all right. We all know that vitamin D is good for our energy levels. I get it. Uh, internal clock that controls sleep patterns is a little off, they say, which makes you tired. And obviously this time of the year, the reason it's in December is because there's a little more stress in getting things prepared. And we understand that too. Maybe you're hosting stuff. Maybe you have to go do things or you have to go pick up presents for like this teacher and that bus driver and, and that neighbor or whatever. And it's a lot of stuff. Um, and it also follows, I didn't think about this part, they also say it's um, because it's the breakup day of the year was December 11th. So some people are a little more, well, they're sad because they're, they're lonely, but they're also alone. So you can have sex with yourself, I suppose, if you're still up for it. But nonetheless, look, I hate this shit. I don't like the, you know what's going to come to is that the saddest day of the year, we're still going to, that's going to pop up in the news cycle. Come January when they tell you you're supposed to be super depressed. You can, you can be, and you could give into it, but I say we choose to all fuck today. <laughs> Screw it, literally. Um, it is going to be a sunny day today, though. As I record this, the sun is shining bright, and it's going to be like 10 degrees where I am. I hope that wherever you're listening from, it's a nice day. But even if it isn't a nice uh, winter wonderland, there's nothing wrong with that in time for Christmas, right? I think so. I don't know. I want to talk about the uh, movie list as well. This is from Fandango, which I never find myself going to Fandango, but every now and again, they pop up with these surveys of the most anticipated wide release movies of the year. And they were kind of bang on. I looked back to 2023. They were kind of bang on with that. That made sense. Actually, money-wise, most of their stuff was accurate. It wasn't them necessarily. They survey movie lovers for this. So I guess we could trust the movie lovers, the hardcores, the ones that go watch all the movies and the ones that they're most looking forward to. But I think it's going to be another pretty good year for movies. 2024, number one, people are most excited about 
is Deadpool 3. And I think we all know why. Twofold. Well, actually, technically threefold. You got Ryan Reynolds, which for the most part, people tend to love. And he's fine. And he's great. Deadpool's a great character. Number two, the fact that Hugh Jackman is, is coming into the mix, everybody. Wolverine's back. So that's the second thing. And then the third, let's be honest, we all know Taylor Swift has been the number one on every freaking list for 2023. So it doesn't surprise me that Deadpool 3 is also probably because there's rumors that Taylor Swift is going to be cast as that, what the hell is the character's name? Sparkle Sass, whatever the hell her name is. Anyway, so she's apparently in it. So anyway, not surprised by number one. Number two is Beetlejuice 2. I'm super stoked for that. I'm a hardcore Michael Keaton fan slash Beetlejuice fan, but I love Michael Keaton. So the second I learned he was in, I was down for it. I'm going to watch it for sure. You've got, um, you've got Winona Ryder back. You've got Jenna Ortega, who's going to be joining the cast. And I really like her. And Catherine O'Hare is in, which makes me so happy. I say she's in, but they've already filmed it. It's already wrapped filming. Number three is Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. I will admit I liked Ghostbusters, the, the new one, way more than I thought I would. I'm talking about the one with Paul Rudd. Everybody knows what I mean when I say that one, right? Um, I really, really loved it. And I didn't, I didn't know if I would because I was never into Ghostbusters OG as a kid that much. Like I, I knew it was there, but uh, mm. I like Bill Murray and stuff, but, mm. but Ghostbusters was good. Dune Part 2 is number four. I need to watch the first one. I like the cast. Uh, Venom 3, not for me, dog, but I understand why that's top 10. Despicable Me 4, great. Inside Out 2, great. Lord of the Rings, The War of... I clearly don't watch Lord of the Rings. It, this is actually a prequel, an animated prequel, but people are excited about it. That's good. Good on you, Lord of the Ring fans. Gladiator 2 is number nine. I get it. And A Quiet Place, day one is 10. John Krasinski's crushing it right now, by the way, A Quiet Place. So he's behind that. I think most people know that, right? Because he started in the first one. And then uh, his wife went solo on the second one, well, with the the kids. And, oh, sorry, spoiler alert, he dies. Um, and then this one is uh, day one. So I don't know if she's in it or not. To be honest with you, I didn't even see, but I really like John Krasinski. And on that note, I watched today a trailer for If. If stands for Invisible Friends. And the premise is so freaking cute. It's about everyone, ha if you had an invisible friend anyway, you kind of envisioned what they look like, right? Nobody else knew what the hell you were doing or who you were talking to, but you in your mind had an, a vision of this person or thing. So it's a story about trying to save the ifs. And I don't know if they have to save the kids too. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's super cute. It's half animated, half live action. Just trust me. Uh, and look up the preview. It looks super cute. That's also a John Krasinski film, although it stars Ryan Reynolds, who is popping up in everything too. Uh, and most anticipated new performances. I want to mention this too quickly because Lady Gaga's number one, Harley Quinn. Because Joker didn't make the top 10, but Joker, um, she plays Harley Quinn and people are looking forward to that. Jenna Ortega in Beetlejuice 2, as I mentioned. Ariana Grande is Glinda in Wicked Part 1. We can actually watch the adultery unfold. <laughs> she left her husband for the guy that also is in Wicked. That's why I say that. And Chris Pratt is Garfield in the new Garfield movie. Why does he get so many movies? I like Chris Pratt. I like him. I think that he's handsome and he's a pretty good actor. I think he's good in action, good in comedy, great comedic timing in general. But why does he got to be Mario and Garfield? Okay. I don't know. Something's up with that. And Pedro Pascal's got to be in Gladiator too. And everyone likes Pedro Pascal because it's Pedro Pascal. He's fucking amazing. Do you guys watch that, uh, that show? The Last of Us? Get on it. It's so good. I'm so... Can I just say, it's nice to talk about TV and movies for just a little bit. It's good. It's good. 
Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, this guy. This guy. Okay, we've talked about um, we've talked about lottery wins before on this pod. And we talked about it with our boss, which is always fun to do. Have you ever had that? Con- do you have a boss? And if you do, have you had the conversation with the boss about what you would do if you won money? Do you tell the boss that you would still work? Because I tell that to Dave and he does not believe me. But I swear to you, I'm not sitting around doing nothing in- with the rest of my life. I'm not. So I'm going to be doing something and I'm. you're going to hear me. Maybe I will do the podcast from a distance, but I'm still working people. I swear to God, like nobody believes me. If I just won the $68 million like this guy did, I could prove it. However, I think in this particular case, I might call bullshit on this guy. So first and foremost, congratulations. His name is Noel. He's from Toronto. Back in September, there was a record-breaking $68 million jackpot that was won. And everyone was so excited. They're like, yeah, maybe I won. It was in Toronto. And if you're from Toronto or you went to Toronto at any point in time during this selling of the tickets, you're like, yeah, this guy won. And I'm, I'm looking at the conference he did with OLG, and I'm, I'm going to read this to you, what he says, okay? Uh, it's very exciting. I, I'm excited for him. He seems like a nice guy. He says, I love the work I do and the people I work with, and that's what makes my two jobs so meaningful to me. I want to be the same Noel. I will continue working. He will have fun with his money. I mean, don't get it twisted. He works in housekeeping, and that's all I have here. That's all it says. So I don't know if he cleans uh, offices, homes. Maybe he even runs the cleaning company. I have no idea. But he says, because he loves where he works, $68 million isn't going to change him from working, but he might work a little less. Guys, a year from now, do you think he's going to be working that job? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Too many factors at play for me, people. Because once you get the money, and it's a fun thought to think of, right? Put yourself in the position. Put yourself in the position. Even if you love what you do, like me, I do love what I do. And I'm telling you, I would do something. Now, will I show up at like the time I usually do now? Will I show up at 4 a.m. for work? Maybe we'll find something else that I can do at the company. But I'm telling you, I love what I do. I would continue to work. But maybe not quite the same, right? Or maybe maybe a little bit less. I don't know. But he says um, he does want to spend some money to renovate his current home. This guy's not even going to move. $68 million. This guy's not even moving. He wants to renovate his home. This is sweet. He wants to take his sisters on a vacation to Italy. That's a beautiful thing. I love that. Uh, He's a big sports fan too. So he says he loves tennis. He wants to travel to see Rafael Nadal play live. He said he wants to get season tickets for the Toronto Raptors. (laughs) Yes, you could easily do that. Uh, And quote, I'll make more time for myself. I will work a little bit less, but I'm still keeping my job. And there's a great article on this with global if you want to check it out but when i say that when your life your life changes whether you like to think of it that way or not it will you're going to have people and it might sour relationships you're going to have some negativity that comes with that most people will say fine give me that negativity baby because i got a lot of zeros in the bank and and i totally agree with you i hear you you're gonna have some you're gonna have some bad with that good but i feel like you there's no way you don't change. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I really don't. Um, I, I talked about this on the radio show today and had some great texts in from people who, who told us what they were going to do or <laughs> what they would do. Sorry, I know. It's nice to talk like that. But what they would do if they won many millions of dollars. And there were a select few. I'd say maybe two out of every 10 texts said that they plan to keep working even if they made like 50 million plus. Like I'm talking like insane amounts of money 
they would still keep their job. Others said they would, but they'd modify it a little bit. Like they would volunteer instead of taking the company money because they are like, they work for amazing um, companies and, and that do a lot of good work. And I love that. I love that. Or they would donate some of the money and that's all, that's all well and good. But I feel like there's no way that you wouldn't change a little bit, even as a person. And again, I'm not saying it's a negative thing. I'm not saying you'll turn into a jerk, but I'm saying there's no way that that's not going to change you. You think, you think, Noel, that when you get these, let's see, your season tickets to the, to the Toronto Raptors, or when you renovate that house and suddenly your neighbor's like, oh, must be nice. It's not going to change a little bit. It's not, people aren't going to see you in a different light. It's kind of a neat social experiment. And I wish that they had like specials and documentaries that followed these people that made so much money. I've seen the ones before where they spend all the money. Have you guys seen these too? Back in the day, I don't even know what the show was called or if it was just like a short-lived something on another show, but they followed people who spent all their money way too fast. And a lot of the time it was, yeah, it was your lottery wins or maybe you won the, the cottage, uh, whatever, and what happens to you next. And some of the stories are actually like quite sad. Like these people had so much money, the ones who won like the big, big prizes. And I'm talking Powerballs in the States, which are way higher than this, but they had so much money that they lost track of it or they trusted the wrong people to manage it or they quit their job, didn't know what to do with their life. So they started dabbling in whatever was expensive. And we know how that road can go for some people, right? There was like an addict. It was horrible and he had no money left. Saddest thing. I don't mean to say it's a bad thing. God, everyone wants to win the lottery. But I'm just saying it's, it's good to be realistic. I know my plan. We've talked about this before many a time. Financial advisor that you trust is key. <laughs> Find out what the other rich people are using that are doing well and use them. Uh, okay, I have an event that I have coming up in January. And I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I'm a little, I'm a little nervous about it, but super honored. Um, I got, I, I was reached out to by the Cambridge Chamber of Commerce. Now, Cambridge, Ontario, beautiful city. I actually grew up in, in Cambridge, Ontario, specifically in, in the Galt area. When I was five years old, I moved to, to Galt. So near and dear to my heart, um, everything, everything Cambridge and specifically what this event is for, which is Cambridge Memorial Hospital. Uh, and they reached out to me because they have a salute to women lunch and it comes along with a silent auction and they asked me to be the keynote speaker. Now, maybe in hearing this, you're thinking you probably will be fine. You're talking and talking and you don't shut up. But I'm also not in front of a bunch of people. And to be honest with you guys, I get a little bit of anxiety when I talk in front of people. I really do. And especially now, this, uh, it's one thing if I'm talking about someone else, like if someone asked me to speak, let's say Scott was a, uh, receiving an award, which is going to happen one day, I'm sure, or Dave or something. And they're like, can't speak about that person. You know what? I, I can, I can do that. Will I be a little nervous to talk in front of this crowd of people of, uh, that I admire? Absolutely. But I get to talk about this person. This is a, I'm supposed to talk about myself for like a decent amount of time and, uh, in my career and, um, I said yes, like I said, because it's a really, really great cause. And I want to mention it to you. Um, feel free to join. It is a salute to women, but there are men in attendance. There will be men in attendance and men are more than welcome to come. Okay. But it's a business networking lunch and silent auction. It is January 31st and it is lunch, like I said. So it's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's happening at Tapestry Hall. It's 74 Grand Ave South in Cambridge. 
And you can go to cambridgechamber.com. Just click their events link if you want to see and maybe join. And if you want to come with a table of people, I would love to see you. The silent auction has raised like over $130,000 thus far for the Cambridge Memorial Hospital Breast Reconstruction Unit. They are absolutely in need of funds for this, and they do incredible work there. Uh, I have a loved one who just went through um, uh, some stuff there. And what I will say is, I mean, I can't thank you enough, uh, people who work in that unit, people who work in any unit, um, especially when it comes to cancer and fuck cancer. Uh, but I do, I do look forward to this, and I hope to help raise some money. So you can see me be a little nervous talking about myself and the Scott and Cat show and, um, and, and, and chorus entertainment and my voiceover stuff and all the other things uh, I'll be talking about and some really great prizes up for auction too. So anyway, cambridgechamber.com. I haven't written anything down for that keynote address, and I don't know, maybe I'll just wing it. (laughs) I'm not sure yet. Uh, Okay, this weekend, what are you guys up to? What are you doing? I'm hosting a bunch of people tomorrow. I talked about that on the podcast before. And I do have questions, by the way, that came in. Did I mention that I'm going to answer a couple questions? I am, whatever. They're coming up in a bit. But this weekend, um, I am excited. I'm going to go see the new Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, Crystal, it's not necessarily a new show, but it's in Hamilton for the weekend. So if you're going, ah, I might see you there. Uh, I'm going on Sunday, but I'm hosting a big party tomorrow. Oh, and I got to clean. I mean, my house is pretty tidy, but it's not clean. Do you guys know what I mean? Like I got to actually clean and I'm probably spending my Friday afternoon today cleaning. That's not how anyone should spend their Friday afternoon. Uh, but nonetheless, if you are um, doing anything this weekend, out and about, you have got holiday parties, you have people coming over, cocktails are involved, be safe. But most of all, of course, have fun. Okay, on to the questions. I had a surprising amount of people messaging me. I'm just going to open my Instagram account too. Some of them were overlapped. Other ones um, were a little unique. Um, And some people wanted to know a little bit more about the voiceover world. Let me explain to you how my day typically works. Let me run this down. So I wake up at, yeah, silly o'clock. It's uh, just before four o'clock in the morning. Every weekday, I, as I mentioned in the lottery um, story, I'm happy to do that. I love, love what I do. And I'm so glad that when my alarm goes off, I am, I, I have a smile on my face. I'm ready to go. I'm excited to hear what, what Scott has to say about the stuff of the day. I'm excited to see our team here at the Scott and Cad show. And then we get to do this podcast with you guys. It's incredible. I love it. After this podcast wraps up, that's when I still keep working. I have a studio set up at home because a couple of people ask like, where do you record, like, where do you record stuff? Do you have a place you go to? I have my own studio. It's way easier that way. I can do it in my pajamas, which is amazing. And I do sometimes. Um, and in my home studio, which is actually a closet because the sound in a closet is fantastic. I used to have my office all set up for, for sound stuff. Even in this, even in this place, I don't know if you can hear it, but it's a little bit on the echoey side. My closet, everything is, is nice and quiet. So it's actually a walk-in closet that I transformed to a studio at my house. So I have, um, voiceover clients that I work for. Now I will also have, you know, fun fact, I am also the voice for some radio stations for chorus entertainment. And if you know, you know, and if you've heard it, maybe, you know, cause I know some of you have asked, but, um, that's, I mean, I love it. I, 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 so I am on the mic here. I come home and then I'm on the mic again. And I also work for a couple different companies. More recently, 
I've been doing YouTube videos for Nikki Swift and Mashed. I'm going to shout them out because they really have good videos. I learned so much in doing it. I'm not much of a good cook, <laughs> but Mashed. So Mashed videos are actually fun for me. I learn a lot. I take notes during that. And then Nikki Swift is just fun because it's a bunch of celebrity stuff that I love to talk about. So um, I have a lot of fun. They asked me to join them this year. So that's a new one for me this year. Uh, and... And a couple other new clients that I'm not allowed to talk about. And that's the other shitty thing. Because I've had you guys ask me um, about some clients. And they, much like a lot of jobs that you guys take, that you do, you have to sign non-disclosure agreements. And honestly, part of my week, I have to set aside to sign all those things. Uh, and, and they're stupid. Uh, they're dumb. Because uh, I'm going to give an example that definitely isn't a thing. So I don't know. Let's say... Um, Let's say Best Buy, and I don't voice for Best Buy, okay? But let's say Best Buy is having this crazy sale and, and stuff or stuff's about to change there. They're going to hire a voice person to do this commercial, and so that could be me. But they make you sign stuff so that you don't tell people in advance about it. Or maybe they don't want you to, you know, uh, talk about them negatively, whatever. You have to sign something. And so that tends to be what happens uh, with a lot of these companies that I do voiceover work for. So although in some cases I can acknowledge, some cases I can't. Uh, and, and TikTok is one of those ones that got brought up by you guys and still continues to get brought up. I love when you guys tag me in different TikToks. It's so much fun or give me an idea on what to do on my own TikTok to make fun of my voice. But most of you know, I am one of the voices inside the text-to-speech option. Uh, my name is Jesse, and obviously I'm allowed to talk about that. Um, my work with TikTok has been incredible. I love, uh, I, I love, um, I love working with them. Um, and, and again, it's one of those things where there's not a ton that I can tell you. But what I will say is people ask me all the time how that came to be. And the origin story, nobody will ever know in full detail, unfortunately. However, what I can tell you is networking is key. Um, and building bridges instead of tearing them down is important because you never know if you might be working for someone one day that's over here doing that and suddenly they get an incredible job with this company over there and what do you know? They're in charge of finding talent. That's what I'm going to say about that. Um, but the truth is I was surprised I got it. Like I didn't think I was going to get it. So that truly was an incredible surprise for me. Um, and it took me a while to get there to, to talk to people about it because I don't know. I didn't know how to handle it. I thought, okay, it's just a job. It's just another job, right? Like I said, I go into my studio and I record stuff for people and that's what I do um, every day. And that's one of the companies that I have done work with, right? And, uh, but obviously, it's a, it's a big uh, a part of our history at this point. A big part of our social media history is TikTok. It continues to be. And so I totally understand the curiosity. And I love your questions. Uh, I do want to get to a couple of more questions that came in. I know Steven sent a couple. And of course, I can't find them right now. Someone wants to know what kind of scooter Scott has. Look, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I've never been to Scott's garage. I couldn't tell you at all uh, what scooter he has. N not in the slightest. Um, Oh, how do you balance? That was another one that came in. It's kind of like an Ask Us Anything pod, isn't it? We're, we will do another one of those, by the way, with Dave and uh, with Scott coming up in the new year. We just have to set dates because everybody's sick all the time. But um, one of these uh, messages that I got was just someone asking how, how I balance parenthood. I won't necessarily say motherhood. I know there's a lot of great single, um, single parents out there working really hard, trying to balance being a parent and then, and then having a successful career. If that's what you want. Now, some people just work to work and they don't need that successful career. They just want to get through it. I 
fully support that. I have friends that are like, I don't give a shit. I clock out at five. I don't care if I get a promotion. I, I just want my paycheck as is and I want to carry on. And that's a fabulous, that's a fine way to think of it. I think that that's great as long as you set up whatever you want for yourself. Uh, but if you're looking to to do more, I mean, I don't know. I don't have any uh, any magic potion on that. I mean, I still work on finding balance. I will say to that person who messaged me, and I'll keep you anonymous. But um, I I try my best to give myself moments of putting everything down, and I mean everything. Like kids see kids see it all. My kids are six and four. So they know I work hard. It's to the point now where my daughter, my six-year-old gets it now. So she knows mommy's on the radio. Mommy has a voiceover business and she's in this app and she's in her studio. Cause like I said, it's at home. So she sees me in it. And sometimes I do have to work on the weekends. Sometimes I do have to push that script out and they really want it by end of day on Sunday so that they can start working on it Monday morning and all those things, they do happen. So at home, I am sometimes working and, and she knows that and they pick up on those things. And the other day it was the cutest thing ever. She said, Mom, I just want to say thank you because I know you work really hard for our family. And I thought, what the hell? Did dad tell you to say that? It was like the cutest thing ever. But I do also want to make sure that I have balance and that's important to me. So I actually just set times in the day. My clients know, for example, this is a priority to me. So between certain hours of the day, especially from when my kids get home from school, all the way through pretty much to the end of the day, like I said, the odd occasion I'll work, but I, do not reach me. Like after 4 p.m., do not reach me. I will not be reachable. I might I might be able to reply back to you. And I do that at work here too. Like no problem. Dave texts me, for example, if there's something important, I text back. I'm not one of those people that shuts everything off. But if someone needs me to work and do something, that's that's my family time. And I do my best to put my phone down during that time because they see everything, Right. Like my kids asking me, when I get, I get a phone, like you're six, you're not getting a phone anytime soon. Even my four-year-old, like she gets it and I feel awful. So it's okay to feel guilty and feel bad because you're trying to find that balance and you might a- answer some emails while they're talking to you. And those times, you know, they suck in that moment when you look up and you realize they've been looking at you on your phone. It happens. Okay. I'm guilty of it. I've done it before, but I try to find those times. So I will literally put it in a different room. And sometimes I don't even get back to it for a couple hours. That's what I do personally. That's one small thing. But like I said, everyone's, everyone's different. And I know for you, your job might not necessarily have you doing that. Maybe that means you're physically somewhere else and apart from your kids. And, uh, and I feel for you. Anyway, I'm going on a, a bit of a tangent here and I got to get out of here. Um, I think that this has been a long enough solo pod. And look how much I've talked. I've talked a lot. I hope you guys have an incredible weekend and a happy motherfucking Friday. And like I said, I might drop a solo pod, a quick one on, on Monday, uh, but it looks like Scott is probably not going to be back, be back until Tuesday. So if you want to skip a Monday pod, if you see one, cause you're like, I've heard enough from this bitch, then I'm totally uh, fine with that. And thank you again for all your messages. I didn't get to all of them, but I'm going to save some for the ask us anything pod. Cause some of them are so good. I want to ask Dave and I want to ask Scott those questions too. So I'm going to keep some of those. Have a good weekend. I've talked enough. Okay. Bye friends. Coca-Cola just recalled 2,000 cases of Diet Coke, Sprite, and Fanta Orange because there may have been foreign material in the cans.
Yeah. And when offered Pepsi instead, people still said, you know what, I'm going to take my chance. Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors has been suspended indefinitely for yet another violent incident on the court. Draymond wildly slapped the center for the Suns, and now that's going to cost him a lot of money. He's basically one glass of Chardonnay away from being a real housewife, but... <laughs> A family aboard their houseboat in Florida recently found a snake that was hiding in a sock drawer. Though, honestly, on a houseboat in Florida, I would have been more surprised if they had found socks.